0: Welcome back guys to the Coins and Connections podcast. This is your girl in Cox Smith and we are going to continue to explore all things books, business and bullshit. Let's get into today's episode. hey guys episode 39 welcome back to the coins and connections podcast and today i just wanted to do a live reading of my very first book journeys of the heart um so i think i am going to probably read the first chapter a chapter in the middle and then the last chapter just to give you guys a feel of the story without giving away the whole entire um plot line and uh, (laughs) what's happening and what's going to happen you would have to actually purchase the book and read through it to see um, how the story unfolds. Um, I have not rewritten the story so mind you when I first wrote this book it was in the earlier parts of 2011 sometime through 2014 before i had truly developed myself as an author and knew all the things that i know now um but i did not ever go in and truly change a lot of the story so it's very um raw as a new author but i love the story the story is still good um it's a little fast paced it might have a lot of detail in it but i truly love the story because this is where I started so if you are interested and just hear me read um, three of the chapters from the book so you can see exactly what it's about just stay tuned and keep listening. The girls plan to meet up after six years to catch up with each other since their high school graduation and separation during their college years. They were all able to clear schedules for a beautiful week in Turk and Cape Coast. They all were career-driven and smart young ladies who barely had time for anything else. Everyone was looking forward to enjoying the sun, laughs, and hearing everything that has gone on the last six years of their lives. When six friends get together, you should certainly expect Little cat fights, some bickering. You will get to see the ladies go through hard times and still come out on top. Their support for one another is unmatched. Rebecca, Gina, Mary, Sally, Lily, and Katie planned this trip at a great time in their lives. They were all at great peaks, but what they didn't know was some things were about to change. They would soon need each other more than ever chapter one ring 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 Sally rushed to pick up the phone and to her surprise it was Katie calling again yes madam on time for everything Sally joked where are you Sal Katie's voice rang through the phone oh my god Kay I'm about to leave now she scrunched up her face well my flight just landed in Florida what time are you getting here Katie asked Okay, it's only 10.37 a.m. and my flight doesn't land until 5 p.m. Sally became frustrated. Okay, we'll see you then. I'm about to meet up with Becca. Katie had a huge smile on her face. Okay, see you guys soon. Sally quickly hung up, annoyed. So Katie had finally arrived in Florida to meet up with Becca. She drove down from Miami since she lives in Orlando, which was only a few hours away. Rebecca was 5'7 with a beautifully brawn complexion and a slender bill. Katie spotted her immediately because she was wearing an Air Force t-shirt, some skinny jeans, and a pair of Jordan Retro tins. Her hair was pulled back. This was typical because Becca had always been a tomboy. The women greeted each other with hugs and smiles, some quick chattering, and then Becca looked at Katie who was dressed to kill wearing some six-inch Kristen Louboutin, a pair of Rock and Republic jeans with a tank top and a Burberry scarf, looking like the professional she was. Look at you, girl. You look amazing. And you know you've always been one of the best dressed in the group, Becca smiled. Katie's bag finally came out and she grabbed them. and the ladies headed outside of the airport. Wait, isn't Gina's flight going to land in like two hours, Becca asked. Katie replied, And your point is, Becca said, well, shouldn't we wait for her? Um, how about no? She can get a rental. I'm tired and need food now. So let's go. Basically being the demanding brat she was, Becca just said, oh, wow. Okay. Princess Katie. So off they went to check into the fabulous Hilton in downtown Miami. The ladies had booked a penthouse suite for the night. They did this so they could all fly to Turks and Caicos in the morning. First class, of course. The ladies took their bags upstairs and then decided to go to a quick cafe across the street. Gina had just arrived at the airport a little after 12 p.m. She'd spoken to Mary earlier whose flight landed at 12.30 p.m. So they agreed to wait for each other. They would just go to the hotel together. Gina grabbed her bags and went straight to Starbucks. It wasn't long before Mary had scrolled into Starbucks, looking as fabulous as always. Mary was wearing a fitting Chanel summer dress and some cute YSL flats. Gina was shocked to see that Mary had cut her hair and was rocking it well. Oh my God, Mary, your hair is gorgeous. I love it. Mary smiled and said, Gina, look at you. You have the same innocent baby face. Gina blushed, but the real surprise was standing behind them. You heifers couldn't call to see if I was okay, a squeaky voice said. Gina and Mary stood there with their mouths open, wide open in shock. It was Lily looking better than she'd ever look. Lily was standing there in some cut-off shorts with some brown combat boots and a half shirt showing just about everything, but she was fierce. The girls rushed over and they all hugged each other and admired how much they had all grown up. So, girls, what do you think, Lily asked. Gina said, you look hot, girl. And Mary chimed in, your singing and dancing career must be treating you good. Well. You know, ladies, I've fallen in love with the gym. Gina interrupted. Do you mean you fell in love with the man who owns the gym? They laughed, and then Mary said, Well, let's head to the hotel. When they arrived, they saw Katie and Becca in the lobby. The ladies all chatted about their flights and how excited it was to see each other, then headed up to the suite. By then, it was about 2.30 p.m., Some of the ladies had taken a nap and some had ordered room service. They were all waiting for Sally's so they could go to dinner. Finally, about 45 minutes after five, there was a knock at the door. Katie opened it and saw Sally with a bottle of wine in her hand screaming, are you ready to get crazy ladies? Katie rolled her eyes and said, oh dear God, she's still wild. The ladies gathered together, greeted Sally, and popped the bottle open as they got ready for dinner. They all decided to dine at Ruth Chris Steakhouse. Dinner was great, but now the ladies were exhausted from all the traveling, and it was time to settle down. The girls got got some rest for their flight in the morning. And that was the end of chapter one. I hope you guys enjoy it, and I will read another chapter in the next segment all right guys so now I'm going to be reading chapter eight the trip might have been over but the girls formed a bond that needed to be so tight that they would be able to be there for each other for they had no clue what emotional ride they were about to go on throughout the rest of the year no one could prepare them for this storm storm it all started with gina she was so happy to get back to north carolina and see malcolm gina got home earlier than malcolm had expected her but to gina's surprise he had visitors gina walked in to malcolm holding a small baby that looked to be about two months old at the most and when he saw her he looked a little nervous he handed the baby over to this young woman who looked to be around 19 or 20. And she looked at Gina with a surprised face. Malcolm embraced Gina and said, baby, I wasn't expecting you this early. How was your trip? Trying to avoid the scene that was happening. I'd like you to meet Melissa. Melissa, this is my fiance, Gina. Well, Gina was a tad bit relieved to be introduced um, as his fiance, but she was still waiting on details. Whose baby is this? Malcolm said, Baby, can I talk to you in the other room for a second? Excuse us, Melissa. Gina was still a little nervous and wasn't ready for the unexpected news, but that's exactly what came. Baby, before we met, I was sort of a loose cannon and I casually had sex a few times with Melissa, but as soon as I met you, I ended it and I haven't spoken to her since until two days ago. She called and told me she needed to speak with me and it was important. Melissa gave birth to my daughter, Ariel, Gina's heart rate sped up and her mouth dropped. She was supposed to be getting married to a man who was, she was going to, have, to have, have numerous kids with, and now she will come second to his firstborn. This is not what Gina wanted. If she ran out now, she could be done with Malcolm, Melissa, and Ariel for good. But she loved them so much that unthinkable happened. She said, "'I understand it, and I'm okay with it. I'm here for you, and I will stand by your side.'" Malcolm grabbed Gina and held her so tight that her tear rolled down Gina's face. She had no idea what was in store for her, but she knew that her life as she knew it was about to change forever. Malcolm and Gina walked out of the room holding hands and Malcolm picked up little Ariel and said, Ariel, I would like you to meet my soon to be wife. They were all caught up in the moment that they didn't realize the look on Melissa's face, but that was the only, only the beginning. Melissa said, can you watch her for a few hours? I need to run a few errands. Michael was anxious to spend quality time with his daughter, so he had no problem. But a few hours turned in tomorrow morning, and tomorrow morning turned into a week. They quickly realized that Melissa wasn't coming back, and they had just taken their first steps into parenthood. A few days later, a box with all of Ariel's things, a birth certificate, shop records, and other necessary, uh, um, necessary. Necessary things arrived with a note that said, I'm sorry, I know you will be able to provide a better life for our daughter than I could ever give her. Tell my princess I love her. It all became reality. Gina went from being engaged to being a full-time mother in less than one week. How was she going to tell her girls about this? Gina finally got a chance to call Katie with all the madness that has gone on in her life in the just one short week. From being in paradise with her girls, Hey, Gina, I've been calling you, girl. Is everything okay? Everything's fine, Katie, but everything isn't fine. Talk to me, Gina. You sound like you're out of it. Well, yeah, never knew how much a two-month-old doesn't sleep. A two-month-old? Are you babysitting? Well, last week I thought I was, but now it looks like it's permanent. When I got home, What Malcolm wanted to talk to me about was he got someone pregnant before we got serious and she just told him. She brought the baby by to meet us and the next thing you know, she was gone and we became instant parents. It was really quiet on the phone and Katie could not believe what she was hearing. All that news, she couldn't even share with Gina that she and Dan decided to do a New Year's Eve wedding. How could she share such exciting news when her friend was going through such a life-changing experience? Hey, Katie, uh, let me call you a little later. Malcolm is having a hard time feeding the baby. We will catch up later. Oh, the tea, honey, in chapter eight. Ah, So if you're still listening, I just read chapter eight, and then I am going to read the last chapter of the book, so I hope you are enjoying it so far. So here we are, chapter 15, which is the last chapter of the book. It was one week before my wedding and all my girls were here. We were preparing for Mary's baby shower on Tuesday night and my bridal shower on Thursday night. This was going to be so much fun. I was excited to spend some time with my girls. We all got to meet Princess Ariel, who was the cutest little girl ever. She was just crawling around everywhere and she had the cutest smile. Call me crazy, but you would have to pay me some serious cash to believe she wasn't Gina's child. Gina was as good as a mother and Mary was glowing. And at four months, she looked amazing. Sally tapped her glass and stood up and said, I'm so glad that I'm here with my girls and we are all so blessed. I'm happy to call you all my family and cheers to all of our accomplishments. I would like to add my latest one to the list. I have been signed to Epic Records with L.A. Reid as a new artist, so look forward to my album to hit next year. Everyone cheered and smiled and hugged Lily. We all knew how hard she had been working since she left home, and now all of her dreams are coming true. Plus, my first single, Deeper Love, will be released next month featuring Lady Gaga. I can't wait to play the demo for you all. We chatted a little while longer about Lily's record deal and waited for a few more guests to arrive for the baby shower. But of course, Mary and I had to make sure we presented Gina with all the gifts in the world for little Ariel. Gina, we had over a dozen toys and clothes packed up to ship to NC for you and baby Ariel. Since we couldn't, have a baby shower for you, and it's from all of us. Welcome to motherhood. We support you in our hair for whatever you need us, said Katie. They all hugged it out and even got a few giggles in because little Ariel found her way between us to join in the hug. Well, the tears and the hugs didn't last long because what just walked through the door was Matthew, Mary's one night stand. You could not hear a word being spoken or a sip being sipped. It was dead silence and finally Eric said, hello ladies, it's good to see all of you. He ran around and hugged all of us, but Matthew never moved or said a word. He just stood there and looked at Mary. Finally, Eric nudged him and said, dude, you're so rude. He stuttered and finally uttered a little word. "Mary. Mary, are you pregnant? He said, <clears throat> I'm so confused right now. Then just what we were all afraid of, he asked, is it mine, is the baby mine? Mary just put her head down and cried. But the strangest thing happened. Matthew ran to her side and he held her. He told her it's okay. He said, if it's it's mine, please tell me. I wanna know, I, I wanna be here for you. Why didn't you call me? It was weird, but Mary lifted her head and told him, I didn't want to have to force a relationship with you. He told her, I'm not the type of dude. We had a one-night stand, my first ever. I've been celibate five years before that night. My friends told me I needed to let loose and have fun, and that's what I did. Can we go in the other room and talk, please, Mary? Mary and Matthew got up and they went to talk, what seemed like all night and into the morning. Mary woke up in Matthew's arm that next morning. No one had come in to wake her or even check on her. The house was quiet, but she felt safe. Safe in Matthew's arms. She didn't know where things were going to go from there, but she was curious and excited to explore the opportunities. Last night, Matthew offered to come visit every month and then a whole month during the birth. He wanted to find work in Manhattan and move there to be closer to me and the baby. I agreed. Life is about choices, and I think this was the best choice that I could ever make for my unborn child. Okay, so here's a little (laughs) sneak. This trip was good for all of us, and no one could have ever imagined things would end up like this. We have gained new friends and even had little ones around now who can look up to us all as role models. We have made some mistakes and have all endured a few bumps in the road. However, that's what life is ultimately about. We have it to share with the rest of our lives. We have embraced the gay community. We have faced sexual assault, one-night stands, career choices, and even dealt with becoming an instant mom. We survive, and we are standing together stronger than ever so i read to you guys the first chapter a chapter from the middle and the last chapter from my very first book journeys of the heart so i will leave the link in the description box and i just hope that you would purchase it so you can find out what happened in between with this one night stands the sexual assault that you didn't get to hear about this brand new baby popping up and just kind of see how things unfold um after that it's new birth and new life and then life of a star um, before the fame which is the third book and the fourth book will eventually be coming out soon I did take a break from writing but the fourth book is called battle my love and it just goes into the whole story about Gina and Malcolm and baby Ariel. So if you are truly interested in in hearing more about this story, it's on Amazon uh, journeys of the heart. And thank you guys again for continuing to listen to my podcast and don't forget to leave a review. Excuse me. Leave a review and share and tell people about the podcast. Um, And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Thank you guys so much for listening and subscribing. Don't forget to share and leave a review for this podcast. If you have any questions, you can email me at hello at cinquantacocksmith.com. You can follow me on Instagram at cinquantacocksmith and at coinsandconnections.com. My websites are www.cinquantacocksmith.com and connections.com. You can join my Facebook group at Books Plus Business with Cinquantacock. To Cox I love you more than I love this podcast. Peace.